and it's interesting how he talked about that before he had even died. Uh, so he gives a lot of different parables about that, and he talks about, uh, like, we're going to start in verse 36. So right before then, he has this parable of the fig tree. Um, but he's all centering around the return of the Son of Man, or the return of Jesus, the return of himself. And let's read in verse 36, Matthew 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, he's speaking of the return, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came, and took them all away. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So Jesus takes something uh, these people knew very well. Uh, I'm sure they probably outdid us in the knowledge of the Old Testament. And so he took something, the story, the story of Noah, this true account, and made a parallel between it. And so there's kind of three parallels I see, and we're going to look at those closely. And his emphasis really, there are more parables, or more parallels, but his emphasis really is in the suddenness of the coming. Jesus will come suddenly and not at a time when people know. So the first parallel, the, peop the people in the day of Noah were evil, okay? And we know Genesis 6, it says their thoughts were continually evil and they were doing all sorts of evil things Right? So that parallel is right with today. People today are very evil and not necessarily just the world. Going to church will not save you. You either are or were evil. Okay? So there's the parallel. Second parallel um, God provided an ark and a period of grace. Um, think about in the time of Noah how absurd that was for the ark to be there for Noah to be building an ark uh, it was as far as we know it was just on dry land I don't know if there's water next to it or not I don't know if Noah knew how to build ships or not Okay, but either way this giant ship with room for animals in it okay, that's absurd and probably everyone was there just like, um, just probably laughing and like, what the world? Okay, what is the point of this? And yet it was the salvation available. And that was the period of grace while it was being built and while uh, before the flood. And I think there was about 120 years in there where Noah built the ark and it was just sitting there. Um, I'm not sure exactly on, on that. But there was definitely a period of opportunity. In Second Peter, Noah is described as a preacher of righteousness. So he it was preaching, right? There was an opportunity. There was a period of grace. Now, today, the parallel to that is God provided Jesus. 
and a period of grace. And that is where we are now. This time when God says, I'll withhold my judgment for this period. And right, the flood didn't come as soon as, Jesus, or as, soon as God wanted it to be. Or like as soon as God regretted making man, the flood didn't come. There was a period in there. And that is where we are now. There is a period of grace. Okay, the next parallel, obviously, is God destroyed all mankind, right? Noah and his family were the only ones on the ark. And the parallel to this is in the future. God will destroy all mankind who are not Christians. And that's just simple. If you're not in the ark, you're not saved. So, I think there's a lesson to be had for both of us here, uh, those who are Christians and those who are not. If you are in the ark, don't be looking outside being like, oh, I wish I was out there, or I wish I could bring some of those things in the ark with me. No, be serious about your Christian life. So I'll just end with Romans 10:13. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.